0: Good evening, everybody. Y'all keeping fairly cool on a warm day like this? I I went to school in Florida, but uh, the humidity always still gets me. All right, well, if you would join with me, we're going to be singing uh, at Calvary, I think is the first one. Yes. With my kids we were actually talking about this about the difference about of um uh, the devotion was on how old god is and we were talking about how christ um didn't start when he was born on earth um, but that he had always existed in eternity past and in eternity present and the reason we celebrate his birth is not because that's when he starts but because of why he came down to earth at Calvary. So, Jesus paid it all. We're going to go ahead and sing that next. I hear-
1: Sunday night, so we're trying to give them a little more of that Sunday night feel. Appreciate the teenagers and the uh, college groups coming in here to help us out. I have an announcement for you. So uh, there you go. Evelyn May Sharon was born on Monday, 7 pounds, 1 ounce, 20 inches. Uh, mama and baby are fine. Dad said, let me tell you what he said real quick. you got to act like on Sunday you've never heard this before, okay? So uh, I asked him how much he cried. He says, I have to admit I couldn't hold it back. I cried more than the baby did. (laughs) But anyway, so congratulations to them. Everybody's doing well. Let's see what we have in the way of prayer requests this evening. What do we have in the way of prayer requests? So has anybody heard, by the way, from Matt or from Dave Young? Have we seen any posting on that?
2: No doubt so,
1: okay, so Matt they've determined that it is his gallbladder after a year and a half and forty pounds of weight loss. uh, he was our intern two summers ago, one of our interns, and uh anyway, so they were gonna remove his gallbladder finally today, we thought that okay, so continue to pray for Matt Young and Dave and his family what are what about? So family of an Amish woman.
2: Oh, Congress! Oh, I missed that one. Okay.
1: She died. The congressman died. I had not heard that. Wow. You know, I don't listen to the news on purpose, but uh, Jackie, you guys say it. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, pray for. Pray for the family there as she was uh, killed in an auto accident. Wow. Anyone else? Derek? Uh, For wisdom
2: and finding a part-time job.
1: Wisdom and finding a part-time job or if anybody wants to make that an interview, see him afterwards. So pray for Derek. Tim? Pray for Kevin Brosnan. Yes. Kevin Brosman is one of our missionaries. He was a missionary in Africa, and then he, the uh, mission board, asked him to move into leadership for Baptist World Mission. And um, what happens a lot of times when people do that is that a lot of churches, if you're not actively um, church planting, then that's they don't, they're not interested in supporting you. So the support level dropped off quite a bit. And quite honestly, he's just not gotten it back up there. So he has made the choice at the end of the year to retire from that so that he can support his family. Uh so anyway, just pray for um Kevin Broughton as he moves on. He he is if you know Kevin, he's brilliant. Uh he's a very smart uh person. He'll probably land on his feet, but he is sixty two, so finding and trying to find a job at that age is gonna be that challenge for him. So Ms. Anna?
2: i to pray for Samantha Brady, who was burned in that house fire last week. She's doing well. They seem to be controlling the pain, but she's going to <coughs> have a good And then I don't have her name, but it was told to me that Kay's sister um, fell off a horse today and broke her neck. So they're asking for prayer service. For
1: Kay's sister fell off a horse today and broke her neck. That's all we know is Kay's sister. And uh, Samantha Brady was burned in a house fire last week, and so she's still recovering. Pray for that. Ms. When Natalie? I work. She's had a heart scan on Friday, and she's really concerned about it. Co-worker? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So Ms. Natalie's co-worker having a heart scan on Friday. So pray for that. Walter?
2: Praise uh, praise for uh, Amy's recovery from heart surgery got a new valve, and she seems to be doing well. She'll still she'll be in the hospital for several days, but she seems to she got through it. She's recovering well. Okay. And then I have a silent request for Penny's health.
1: A silent for Miss Penny and uh, Penny's daughter Amy is recovering from her heart surgery. She will be in the hospital a little longer, but uh, pray for her as she recovers from that. By the way, Miss. Betty was here Sunday. She was back again today. She's really recovering well, so we pray the Lord for that. Joe.
0: Um, Monday the 8th, uh, we're going to be driving down to Texas. Um, uh, Tuesday the ninth is when Joy's grandmother has her surgery. So prayers for safe travel. I've got some car repairs to make before we make that trip. So if you would pray for me for the next couple of days and that the surgery would go well, for recovery would be quick. Minnie
2: is her Minnie. Name.
1: Minnie, okay. Miss Joyce's grandmother, Minnie, is having another shoulder surgery. They're going to go down and help with recovery. Uh, that is this next week. Pray for traveling mercies. Pray that the band gets fixed. Judy and Larry uh, are still Judy Spain and her brother Larry are still battling uh, COVID. So pray for them. COVID is still rearing its ugly head for people. So uh, just pray for one another. Be in good health. Brandon. Pray for Brandon. He would figure out what the Lord's wanting him to do. And uh, another silent taking us to two. Mark. Uh, my
2: sister had her surgery last week. It went well, uh, and she's recouping, so uh, she's at home. But it's, it's great for pain management, and
1: she's bored. Mark's sister has been diagnosed with cancer. She had surgery last week and is home recuperating. So part of the problem is boredom right now. So uh, pray for her.
2: Grandson,
1: Matthew. Matthew? Okay, Miss Stella's grandson, Matthew. Is he still in California? No? Okay. So pray for the grandson, Matthew. Miss Rita? Uh,
2: pray for Eric. He's got a major decision
1: he needs to make by the weekend. By the weekend, okay. By the
2: weekend.
1: It's for <laughs> so pray for uh, Eric, because he's got a... Decision coming up quickly. Johnny?
2: Yeah, um, pray for this man named John Fleck. He's one of the members of that home church. He's in the hospital right now. He's right
1: there. John Fleck is a member at Johnny's church, home church and uh, he's in the hospital, so pray for him. John? Jonathan's traveling with Jim Van Gelderen for a few, a couple months, right? A few months. Yeah. A few months. And uh, he wants, Jonathan wants to be an evangelist. Jim Van Gelderen is an evangelist. So Jim is uh, the, there's three Van Gelderen brothers. Uh, Jim is the one that hasn't been here, but um, he's famously known here, for those of you who've been around a long time, uh, when we went to camp, uh, you know, I always say this, you know, the service that you miss will be the service that God uses the most, right? So there was a sponsor service that they were going to have, and I thought to myself, this is a good time for me to go shopping and get things for the kids for our family reunion. And our guys asked Todd Norwald, He would be able to repeat that sermon for you. It was, He is like, that is it was just one of those messages that you didn't want to miss. And it was called The Silver Lining of Failure. And uh, I missed it. So, anyway, that's Jim Van Gover. Anybody else? Let's pray. Father, (coughs) privilege it is for us to be able to come to you and bring our petitions to you and be confident that you hear and respond and care about each thing that's on hearts here today. We pray that you would be with those in the hospital, those... uh, recovering from surgeries, those needing surgeries, uh, that you would give doctors wisdom and help their bodies to respond to the things that they're doing. God, we pray that you would just touch bodies and heal them up and, and just cause doctors to stand in, in awe and amazement. Uh, pray for, uh, this family that, uh, lost their loved one in the accident, congressman, that you would just, uh, just use that, uh, even in our, in our Congress, in our state Congress here to, uh, Help us to think about eternity. Pray for those who are praying, trying to figure out decisions. Think of Derek and Brandon and and uh, Eric, that you would just be with each one of them and help them to uh, know what it is that you would have for them to do. For this uh, one that was burning the house fire, that you would touch her body and t- take pain away for her. For this horse accident today, uh, that you would uh, heal up that neck and give the doctor's wisdom there. Thank you for uh, bringing a little... Uh, Evie into the world and pray that you would uh, continue to uh, bless that little family there. Ask for uh, Mark's sister with recovery, Amy, and recovery from her heart uh, for the uh, silent message, silent request that you would just meet those needs for Judy and Larry and others that are battling COVID issues that you would just watch over them, give traveling mercies to Joe and Joy as they go down to help to minister to uh, her grandmother. And we just pray that you'd be with Johnny as he preaches to us today, that uh, he would uh, have calmness of heart, clarity of thought, and that uh, the Word would go forth with power and accomplish a great work. And we'll thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Johnny is our last intern to preach of the summer, and we're going to let him come up and take it from here. Come on up.
3: Good afternoon, church. I'm thankful for this opportunity to preach God's word and I'm just really thankful for uh you guys. Thankful for just really just taking us interns in. And um thank you guys. Everybody who took us out. Um we appreciate that. And uh Pastor Ray has been really gracious to us, uh taking us in as his own, letting us come into his house, letting him annoy uh annoy us. So uh so we we've been uh Just really thankful for that, and honestly, uh, we've—I would say, me um, specifically—I've just been affected by your guys' testimony. You guys are really a family, you know, friendly church, and you adopted us and you took us in, and we feel like members here. And so, thank you so much for your hospitality and your love. Thank you, uh, Pastor Ray, for always being a blessing to us, and all, even the staff is just amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm just uh, thankful for that, and um, I'm definitely going to tell somebody about this internship. So you might have somebody else from West Coast. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So we're, today we'll be in Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17. Monday we actually went to the ark and uh, I thought that was an amazing thing. I've never been to the ark. Who has been to the ark here? All right, a couple people, uh, well, a whole lot of you actually. Um and I every time I, I when I was there and I was looking at the ark, I thought about Noah just putting each board on the ark. And I know he had some help, but just to think about that, that was faith. Each each board just faith, faith, faith and Um, Today we're going to be talking about having a continual faith. And we're going to be in Acts chapter 17. We're going to be in verses 1 all the way to 4. And the word of God says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must need have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, who I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout, greeks a great multitude and of the, the cheap women not a few let's pray heavenly father lord we come to you right now god we ask lord that you bless your word god i ask that you use me i am a weak lord i need your strength lord i ask that you fill me up with your holy spirit at this very moment lord and I ask, God, if there's anybody, Lord God, who who's just thinking about something, Lord, and distracted, God, I pray that you move all distractions right now, Jesus. I want to pray, God, uh, that we would come out, Lord God, um, taking in your word and applying it to our lives, Lord. Guide us, Lord God, to be more soul-minded, Lord. May we, Lord God, be more soul-minded, winning God, and that you would just burn a fire within our hearts. I ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of my message is Continue. And as I read it through the book of Acts, I see all these mission journeys, and I see a continual theme, and I see that that is to continue in the faith. You know, in this world, we have a lot of things to stop us from continuing, especially in our faith. We know that media tries to uh, also just uh, talk bad about our faith or say some things that are negative about God. We know that we have trials and difficulties and circumstances that will stop us or try to stop us to continue in the faith. But we must continue. We must be faithful. And I believe in uh, this chapter, chapter 17, we can see a, uh, we can see some principles of a continual faith. And I want to give you three truths about having a continual faith. If you guys can go to uh, Acts chapter 17 verse 1. My first truth is continual faith is an act of faith. Continual faith is is an active faith. And an active faith will push you to overcome even obstacles. As we see here in verse uh, 1, it says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. Just before we continue in chapter 17, we have to realize where Paul is coming from. He was just in prison in Philippi. He was beaten. He was mistreated, and not only that, he was disrespected as a citizen of Rome. He was taken away his rights, and yet we see in chapter 17 that he continued. Paul was not a quitter. If you guys can turn to Acts chapter 16, verse 23, I believe Acts 16, verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prisons, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Also in First Thessalonians, you don't have to turn there, chapter 2, verse 2 says, But even after that, there, that we had suffered before, that we shamefully enter, entered, as ye know, at Philippi. We were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. We see here that in Philippi, they weren't treated as kings, but they were unjustly accused and thrown into a prison. And if we all know the story of the Philippian jailer who ends up getting saved through God working a miracle in the jail and then coming out safe and then coming out sa- safely after that. But Paul was still going through this trial. He still went through this trial. Paul could have turned back. He could have said, well, you know, we already saved the Philippian jailer. We we gave the gospel to him. The family got saved. They got baptized. There, there was a revival in the house. We can stay back a little bit now, you know. The the these um, these cuts that I have are kind of hurting me. I'm kind of tired. But no, he listened to the impulse of the Holy Spirit and he continued. We see that because of this, there's even a First Thessalonians chapter, uh, First Thessalonians ch- the book, and also Second Thessalonians. They continued. Not only did they continue, also we have to realize that Paul and Silas were there, and not only that, Timothy and Luke. But Paul, that wasn't his attitude towards his trials. Though he was going through this, though he went through these trials, these afflictions, these circumstances, he still continued, and the mission was a success. He was driven by God's divine love for his soul and for other souls. His view of eternity outweighed his sufferings. He saw eternity as something big. He saw the love of God and what God has done in his life. In Acts chapter 9, we read about the encounter he had in Damascus with Christ, and his life completely changed. And after that, it was a mission. His life was continually a mission. And he came to Thessalonica. We often notice in this very verse, and sometimes people read the first verse and they and and they see, well, yeah, he passed through Apollonia and he passed through uh, Amphipolis and he passed through these places, and Thessalonica. Yeah, he went into a synagogue, and they kind of forget about it. If we if we stay in the context of it, we see a greater story. He went through an affliction. And he still continued in his mission. And not only so, he even, he even went through rugged terrains. And the way of transportation wasn't easy back then. Yet he continued. He continued to be active. And in Romans chapter 14, you can really see Paul's heart. He says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks... And to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise, George Whitfield said, A true faith in Jesus Christ will not suffer us to be idle. No, it is an active, lively, restless principle. It fills the heart so that it cannot be easy till it is doing something for Jesus Christ. Putting our faith to action will not be comfortable. As we see in this very story, it was not comfortable for Paul. He even went to Thessalonica, and we have to realize that Thessalonica was not a pretty place either. It was a place of transportation, and there was a lot of goods brought to this very city, but not only that, they were pagans. They had idols in their lives. And this is where Paul was going to, and he just came from a trial as we see in first thessalonians chapter 1 verse 9 for they themselves showed of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to god from idols to serve the living and true god this was a place of idol worship and can i tell you That when we come to Christ, Christ is going to work within us to have an active faith. It's not something to just stay idle and do nothing. We're either going to be active even in our Bible reading. We're going to be active even in going out and doing something for the Lord. Christ is going to move us to do this. And we see that Paul was motivated by the love of Christ. but We also see that Paul was motivated by his love for people. And God does not always call us to the prettiest places spiritually. Sometimes we're going to be in that uncomfortable situation or job, uh, job place where it's kind of difficult to give the gospel. But yet God still calls us to give it out anyways, to continue and to act upon our faith. Secondly, secondly, The second truth, we must know to continue in faithful habits. Acts chapter 17, verse 2, And Paul, as his manner was, he went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. Paul's manners manners was to go to his own people. He had such a heart for his own people, but he wouldn't just go into the synagogue. As we see, he stayed there for three weeks. It says three Sabbath days, and he reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. This is his manner, or as we can say, this is his habit. We see that Paul had a a faith-filled habit. And he is giving the gospel out. If you can turn to Romans chapter 9, it tells us, or it even gives us an insight of Paul's heart towards his people. Romans chapter 9, verse 3. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul had a a heart for his people, that he was willing to take their punishment, if that meant them being saved. You can really see the love of God here, how the love of God was working so mightily in Paul's heart, that he was willing to sacrifice his own life and give his own life for his own people. That's how much of a love he had. Do we have a love for our loved ones? Do we have that same passion that Paul had for lost souls? Do we have faith-filled habits? You know, there's a lot of bad habits. We know habits is either good habits or bad habits. Chewing with your mouth open. Bad habit. You know, when I, um, I was at, uh last, last semester, I had a... Um, a roommate, and he would chew with his mouth open. And we would go to lunch and all of a sudden, he would just start eating and just start chewing with his mouth open. And it really took me back, wow, when I was like eight, when my family would say, hey, you literally sound like a pig. You know, chew with your mouth closed. That's a bad habit. And if you have that habit, stop. That's nasty. (laughs) But, in all seriousness, that's a silly illustration, but how much bad habits do we have that make people look at us and say, whoa, that's that's nasty. That I, I don't want to be in this, in, in that, I don't want to be close to that person. He has a bad habit. A lot of us can develop bad habits that hinder our walk with the Lord rather than growing our walk with the Lord, or growing others. One of our bad habits can be staying silent of the gospel. Dio Moody, a well-known evangelist from the 19th century, he he resolved that he would try to win at least one person to Christ every day if under the pressures of his uh, many responsibilities he forgot his... Uh, resolve he would get out of bed and go out into the streets to find someone to talk about about Christ He went up to uh, he went up to a person one day and asked if he was a Christian That man got so offended that he went up to uh, One of deal moody's deacons and said if I was not such a gentleman I had the right to punch this man in the face for asking me that question so they told Moody that he has, you have a zeal, Moody, yeah, but, but calm down. Moody went back to his room, a bit discouraged, and he started praying for that very man he witnessed to. Time passed by, and he heard a knock on the door. And that very man that he was praying to, he said, I was thinking about that question that you told me, Moody, and I do want to be a true, saved Christian. And Moody led him to the Lord. Good spiritual habits. What spiritual habits do we have that will affect everyone around us, wherever we go? I want you to notice that Paul was known for this habit. He was known to go amongst his people and preach the gospel. But Let's ask ourselves this question. What are we known for? What habits are we known for? Do people look at us and say, Here comes the gossiper? Here comes that person who always has something to say about another. Here comes this person. He has a nasty attitude. I have no desire to get close to him at all. Or do they say, Here comes the Christian? because he's always talking about Jesus because he does and refuses to be there when provocative jokes are being said because he doesn't act or or react to an insult that is given to him what are we known for let's discipline ourselves to be known to have good spiritual habits Let's develop spiritual habits, and yes, it takes discipline, and yes, it takes sacrifice, and yes, it takes us getting out of our comfort zone, but this is something that God calls us to do. Eternity is way more important than our comfort, and sometimes we forget about that, and we're so centered on ourselves, and sometimes we can even stay in the four walls of the church and not go out and give this good message. And it's sad, for we know Jesus Christ died for us, that He died and He rose again for us. We know that something happened within our souls. We know the joy that we felt when Christ came inside and cleansed us from all of our sins. We know that Jesus did such an impact within our lives. We know everything He has been doing in our lives, but yet sometimes we just stay quiet. It is time for the church to speak up and say something, because this is a message that is worth saying. People die and, and there's missionaries that go out around the world and, 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 and give their life for this very message. And yet sometimes we even just forget about the person in line behind us to even give them a gospel track. Yes, maybe you're not a good speaker. Maybe you can't go up here behind the pulpit and give a sermon and that's okay. But God will use a willing vessel. And if you're willing to give the gospel, God will do such a mighty work. And you will see people saved. And we will see revival even happen. We must be a willing vessel. And we must come up with good habits. The third truth. Living for the benefits of others. Acts chapter 17 verse 3 through 4. Opening and alleging that Christ must need have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus who I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed, and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. All All that traveling, all that persecution, everything that Paul went through in Philippi, beaten and scourged, All those trials for this very moment right here, and this was the outcome. Many came to the Lord, a great multitude. My friend, the gospel is worth living for. Judson, a missionary to Burma, a missionary in the 19th century, came back after 30 years of being away from America. It was announced to others that he would be at a church at a certain time and give a few words. And many came from miles to hear him. And as he arose at the closing of the service to give a few words, he spoke for about 15 minutes. And he began to preach Christ with much fervor and detail. And explaining what they are to do for the cause of Christ. Then he sat down and the assembly was dismissed. While he was walking back home, one of his friends mentioned to him and said, the people are quite disappointed. They wondered why you did not talk about something else. And Justin replied, why, what did they want? I presented to the best of my ability the most interesting subject in the world. But they wanted something different. One of your missionary stories, well, I am sure that I gave them a story. The most thrilling one. That could be conceived of all, his friend replied, but they have heard it they have heard that story before. They want to hear something new from a man who is coming from Burma. Then I am glad that they have it to say that there is a man coming from Burma, has nothing better to tell than the wonderful story of the dying love of Jesus. It is the only message that will change a man 's heart. We can use our scientifical facts and methods and apologies, which uh, apologetics, which is not wrong, it's good. But without the gospel, it's worthless. We can use all these methods, but without Christ is dead. Every sort of thing you can name of: light, smoke, machines, loud music everything that different churches are doing. But my friend, if it's not the death, burial, and resurrection, there is going to be no salvation. We will not see any saved without it. I want you to notice in that verse, he's opening and alleging. He's explaining and demonstrating. He's explaining that without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sins. He's alleging that Christ must have come 2,000 years ago and die on the cross and rise again the third day. That is the very message that Paul thought important to travel miles and miles through terrains, even go through persecution, even go through hardships and trials to give this very message. This is exactly what he lived for. And this is something that we all Christians should live for too. How crucial is this story? How life-changing is this? Can you remember the time that you got saved? Don't you remember that you yourself were as the city of Thessalonica in darkness, mm -hmm, worshiping, worshiping the world, worshiping objects, and then Christ being preached to you, maybe by a soul winner, maybe somebody coming up to you and giving the gospel? Or maybe you hearing some preaching, and then you seeing that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, and right there you were changed. Something happened. You know, there, you knew there was a difference. That's the message we want to give out today: that Christ is the one to wash away our sins alone. And if there's anybody out there, even in this uh, service today, who doesn't know Christ, Maybe you've been leaning on your works. Maybe you have, you're you born in a Christian family, so you think that's enough. Maybe you've been leaving off salvation, and you've been putting it behind your mind. Can I tell you, today is the day of salvation. Christ has died for your very sins. And I'm telling you, none of these things will ever fulfill the void within your heart. It will always stay empty. It will always be there if Christ does not fill it. And Once we put faith in what Jesus Christ has done, the Bible says that we have everlasting life. That's what we obtain with the death, burial, and resurrection. I want you to notice... The outcome. The outcome is that Paul's driven faith led to many coming to the love of Christ, and the starting of a church. If you can turn to First Thessalonians chapter one verse eight. First Thessalonians chapter one verse eight. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God's words is spreaded abroad so that we need not to speak anything. God, God, using Paul, led this church to be planted. But Paul, listening to the pressing of the Holy Spirit, continued in a driven faith, continued in spiritual habits, and continued giving out the everlasting message. By our testimony, by our lives, we can affect many people. If we are a willing vessel to do so. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word. Lord, I just ask God that you work within us uh, just a fervent spirit to give your word out, Lord, that we would listen to the impulse of the Holy Spirit, God, that lives would be changed, Father. And Lord, if there's anybody even in here who's leaving off salvation, who's leaving off having a relationship with you, Jesus. I even pray, God, that you uh, would touch your heart this very moment, Lord, that they would see and realize that you have a deep love for them, God, and that you died for them, Jesus. I just ask, God, that we would put these to action, Father, for your honor and your glory. I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Thank you, Johnny. Wow, that's some challenging words, huh? So we've got a job, a job to do between now and Sunday. Who uh, came to mind that we should talk to about Jesus? Uh, where should we take the gospel? And uh, so, uh, thank you for that challenge. Appreciate that so much. Uh, let's stand. We'll let's be dismissed. Lord, hold up. Oh, thank you. Have a seat. We have a TNT announcement video for you. That's right. Thank you. nerds. I don't know how to say that. Congratulations. And Pastor Andy's got some words
4: to give. All right. So we uh, kept score all summer activity. So you can throw up the next slide. So the nerds won. Who who are on the nerds team? Raise your hand. You're a nerd. All right. Good job. There's all the nerds. Uh, 33,929. Geeks. If you're a geek, raise your hand. All right. Very good. 29,000. And then uh, we also keep individual scores. So I think some of you here. So is Matt Norwell here? I didn't see him, right? So Matt, uh, they get points by coming and bringing a visitor, wearing their shirt. So Matt got third. Second place, I believe this here, Luke Carter. Come on down. Come on, Luke. Come on, Luke.
2: $50
4: to uh, Amazon. So if you guys want anything from Amazon, hit up Luke. And then uh, first place, Cooper Sloan, 335 points. Brought a bunch of friends from Martin Tucky, also known as Martinsville and uh so hundred dollars to uh cooper good job Thank you. all right pastor we're uh we're